Holly in motion. Katoa, first down. Katoa, touchdown. On third and long, Wilson will run. QB draw. First down and a touchdown. Halley has an opening. Touchdown, BYU. Now the Cougars set up. Wilson steps up. Throws in zone. Checks down, Hifo has the edge. First down and more, Hifo for the end zone. Touchdown! What's up, you guys? Coob Dude here with another episode of Touchdown BYU. Well, I got good news for you, folks. BYU 49, Hawaii 23. The Cougs come out with a huge win, and I mean, to keep the positivity flowing, I'm just going to open up the show doing something new. Um, we're going to read some fan mail. I get a lot of emails, a lot of tweets, even a lot of texts for the people close to me in my life, and I'm just going to go ahead and open up my inbox and go to the latest email, um, and I'm just going to read this. Dear Coog Dude, I am a 42-year-old real estate professional in southeast Texas. Although I attended Dixie State College, I have been a huge BYU football fan my whole life and always will be. I am just writing to thank you for helping me to get through the ups and downs of this 2018 season. I have at times struggled with what's been going on. My wife and I have always strived to continue to court one another during marriage. But two weeks ago, on the Saturday after the Cougs lost to Utah State, I was so upset that I couldn't go out. It was the first weekend in my 20 years as a husband that I did not take my wife on a date. The weekend before that, after the Cougs lost to Washington, my brother-in-law, who is a die-hard Ute fan, texted me to mock the Cougs' poor offensive performance. I had had it with him, so I texted him back and called him a, quote, stupid mother Oh, dear. Um, I just want to quickly apologize to our live listeners for that. Um, I definitely did not know that that word was in there. Um, I'm just going to be sure that I edit that out um, for the version of the show that we upload um, for the podcast. Anyway, let me just finish this email real quick. Um, he writes, quote, I had my lowest sales performance at work during that two-week skid, and I managed to only close on just one home. But you know, Coog Dude, it was listening to your show that helped me understand that to be a fan is to be with the boys every step of the way. I repented of my personal shortcomings and sharpened my focus on the future. And during this work week so far, since we beat Hawaii, I've sold more homes in three days than I ever have in that time span during my entire real estate career. Again, I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. Go Cougs. Sincerely, Tyson, League City, Texas. That's so awesome. Um, Tyson, thank you so much for writing, and thank you so much to all the other fans. I just want you all to know that I do read all of the mail that I receive, all the messages that I receive, and it's super special, and it's really the fuel that keeps the Coog Dude going. Even during those dark times that you know Tyson mentioned that he was having as well. We are a Coog family, and I know that when one of us goes through a hard time like that, we all do, and I think that one of those little twinges of sadness that I felt during those two weeks um, was coming from Tyson. And so, Tyson, I just want to thank you for making yourself vulnerable by emailing me, and thanks again for listening to the show. Well, fans, we're just going to go ahead and keep things rolling. Um, the Cougs, they have a break this weekend. They don't have to play, but they're, 
you bet, are going to be practicing real hard to get ready for Northern Illinois at home, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So with that, I'm just going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Yep, Coop Dude, who's calling? Hey, uh, this is Elder Brown from the Oklahoma-Tulsa mission. Did I hear Elder Brown? Is uh, Do we have a missionary calling? Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to be making some phone calls out of my ward boundary, but I just am a big BYU fan, and I heard about the win on Sunday, and I just was so excited about it because I knew that they had been losing for a few weeks. I follow up with my less active members all the time about how our Cougs are doing, and I just wanted to call in. Well, Elder Brown, I'm, you know, you you probably get this enough from your district leader, your zone leader, the APs. I'm not going to chastise you. Um, Wow, what, what a bold move to be calling in, and... Let's let's just do this. Let's let's talk Coug football right now, Elder Brown, and and we'll just we'll just keep this you know between us and our and our listeners. I'm sure there are a lot of Elder Browns out there, and and let's just say you don't do this again. But yeah, yeah, well, I, well, mean, I would just, I would I would really appreciate it if you didn't tell my my mission president. Like, sure, I I yeah. know I know a handful of mission presidents right now in the field, but fortunately for you, I do not know who is currently serving in the Oklahoma City mission. And so let's just run with it, Elder Brown. So what kind of vibes are you getting? You're not able to watch the television, and I, I assume you're not able to get a radio connection. So what's the general, I guess, feeling um, that you're getting throughout the season there in the mission field? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been in the mission field long, a little over a year. And so I, I I knew Tanner Mangum well from last year, every home game with the Rock Pass. I'm just a super invested fan, and and it's like I've been really tempted to use my smartphone to tune in. Uh Uh-huh. That it's like blocked anyway, but like I just you know I've been anxiously following in proxy through the word board members, and so I have those those trusted members who just fill me in, and just I know U of H has just been a tough team in the past, and you know it's really sad to hear that they benched Tanner Mangum, but I mean I'm excited about young young blood, you know. So yeah, yeah, the the benching um, Elder Brown, it, it was a hard thing, and and. A lot of people in in my universe and, and in my circles, they they took it pretty hard, and I did a lot of thinking about it, and and I, and I've thought hard about Tanner's benching, and I've thought of something that I think you, especially as someone in the mission field, could understand. Back in January, when President Nelson succeeded President Monson to lead the church. We can all remember President Diderot Fukdorf. He was a member of the First Presidency, and suddenly he was released from that role, and now he's simply a member of the Quorum of the Twelve. And I know that was a hard thing for me at first, because President Uchtdorf, now just Elder Uchtdorf, he was one of my favorite apostles, and he still is. And and it took me a while to kind of sort that out, but I, I know that, you know, that switch was what needed to happen in that moment. And I look at Tanner's benching as the same. I, I think Zach Wilson, he's trusted by Kalani, and so he has to be trusted by me as well, and I have to accept him into, I guess, my Cougar family. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I never thought of it in that, that way, Coop dude, but like, I think it makes a lot of sense, and it definitely resonates with me in, in just a succession of a new prophet. Yeah really appreciate that insight and i think that'll be something that i incorporate into like my lessons after our dinner appointment of just like following the one true football team and following the one true prophet so you know i I really really appreciate that a lot i I love it and elder brown one last question for you before you go you got a sweetheart waiting for you back home 
Uh, yeah, we're we're writing every week. Um, it's been a year. Uh, I write her every week. Yeah, I probably only get a letter maybe once a month or so. So oh. it's been a, a little disheartening. But hearing the Cougars win last weekend just really just raises raises yeah, me up. Yeah, same here. Well, Elder Brown, I can tell that whoever she is, she's a real lucky gal. And so I just want to thank you so much for calling in. And best of luck out there in the field to you and your companion and everyone else in the mission. And of course, best of luck to our Cougs two weeks from now against Northern Illinois. Elder Brown, you take care. All right. Yep. Thanks. Hey there, listeners. This episode of Touchdown BYU is brought to you by Hoagie Yogi. If you're in the mood for a hoagie, some yogi, or even both, be sure to visit any of Utah's four Hoagie Yogi locations to get yours. Wow, well, that was definitely a first. Let's keep the phone lines open. I'm not sure if another missionary is going to call or not. Let's just see what happens. Oh, here we go. Yep, Coog Dude, who's calling? Hey, Coog Dude, this is uh, Hayden Smith. Hayden! How's it going? Good, where are you calling from? Calling from Mesa, Arizona, actually. Oh my gosh, Mesa, Arizona. I've spent a day or two there. Pete's Fish and Chips, love it. Oh, good eats. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, hearing you in real life right now, hearing your voice, knowing someone is sticking with God's team, strengthens my testimony. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I really want to give my sincere thanks. Thank you, Hayden. Um, what are your thoughts on this last huge win against Hawaii? Well, okay, so last week, you know, at first I thought Kalani was going to have a little bit of a crisis of faith. Ah. Or something, playing against his fellow Islanders. Right. I mean, rumors were that uh, the Warriors were going to be a tough team to beat. Yep, yep. But, you know, we pulled through. We pushed an even harder offense than theirs. And honestly, I'm still reeling from the win. Hey, same here. It was just the pick-me-up that I needed to be able to carry on for the rest of the season. What, what's your outlook, Hayden, for the upcoming weeks, um, this second half of the season? Well, actually, a lot of it has to do with Wilson and what's going to happen with Wilson. Yep, yep. Zach Wilson, he really stepped up to the plate against Hawaii, and I'm just anxious to see if he can keep things going and keep the momentum all the way up until that game against Utah. Amen, amen. What what do you think is going to happen to Mangum, though? I have to admit, I'm hopeful for Wilson. I'm looking forward to the future. I'm worried about Mangum. He's my boy. Listen, a lot of callers and a lot of listeners privately have expressed the same concern and I've previously had the same concern. I've just gotten off the phone with another listener who you may or may not have heard and we were discussing just the parallels between Mangum's benching and President Dieter F. Uchtdorf's release from the first presidency. These are hard things oh, um, to to look at in the moment but after the moment we can look back and know that it was, I suppose, the correct order of things and how things should have happened and I trust that Tanner Mangum with his 29 years of age that he possesses the maturity to be able to cope with this big change in his life. And, and I think he'll be able to really pick up the pieces and move forward just as President Uchtdorf has. Well, it's funny that you say that. You know, I, I was really worried about Mangum being pulled. I, I really questioned, is this, you know, is this an issue of faith? What's going on? I was thinking, I was worried, I was pondering. But recently, I was on a website and I saw that actually Mangum's mom, Karen Mangum, uh-huh. She posted a great quote on Instagram, and, uh, you know, along with a picture of Mangum and and Wilson embracing, uh, her quote said, Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself 
less. Oh. You know, that, that's a quote by C.S. Lewis, and uh, I just couldn't agree more with Karen here. Tanner has got to be the most humble guy on that team. You know, no one deserves a spotlight more than him, but he's just, you know, he's just got to be the most humble person in Utah, and for those of those other fans, you know, that have been calling in, have been worried, you know, I just wanted to, to offer them, you know, a little bit of hope here from Karen Mangum, and, uh, you know, I think I think everything's going to be all right. Hayden, I, I love that, and I'm so glad you brought that up. I did see that post from Karen. You know, I'm I'm a huge follower of all the Mangums and, and all their separate successful journeys through life, and nothing quite tops the wisdom and the love of a mother, and I think Karen totally displayed that in putting things into perspective. Hayden, I just want to thank you for calling in and, and really giving, I think, the proper closure to this episode because we, we need to understand that life is a progression and that that is what Tanner is experiencing right now and us as his Coog family we are moving on with him Hayden thanks again for calling and um, listen go Cougs sure thing go Cougs go Cougs you take care what a great episode this turned out to be right now with our Cougs on the up and up with five games left in the season it feels like the sky's the limit for our boys I have no doubt that the spirit of Lavelle accompanies our boys in stronger measure as fans like us continue our support. As for what's ahead, our Cougs get a much-deserved week of rest before facing Northern Illinois in front of the home crowd in Provo. Can't wait for another win, and can't wait to hear from you guys again. From the Cougar Den, as always, this is the Coug Dude, signing off.